Christmas comes early, baby. Thank you. Let's go. NFL gods. <laughs> it's the middle. Baird Brooks, Big Sills. Holy God. God, thank you very much. It's um, wonderful to see that uh, Commander Wentz is now <laughs> in the NFC East. Holy Commander cow. Barry, good morning to you, brother. <laughs> wow. Commander Wentz, man. Commander Wentz, man. It's, it's, it just rolls off your tongue, man. Commander Wentz. Man, can you believe it now? I need the best quarterback in the ed- – uh, you know, I can't go there. <laughs> I did a piece for uh, NBC Sports, man. I said, all right, where's Hurts now? He he was number two in the division as far as quarterbacks. I said, Dak Prescott and then Hurts. But do you say Jack Prescott Hurts or do you say Dak Prescott Commander Carson? It's Commander Carson's too. <laughs> hey, but wait a minute. We've been saying this. What if Wentz goes to Washington? Yep. What does that now do? Okay. What does that now do? Actually, what does that do now to the division? I mean, here, let's hear you, man, because I said it yesterday on the um, afternoon show. My opinion was this. I think right now Washington's the team to beat in the NFC East. Am I wrong? Well, you you have to go. You know, consider consider that consider the fact that Dallas is losing all their players, all right. their star players. So you have to put you have to put the Commanders up there at number one simply because they have a better defense than than both of our defenses. You know, what I'm saying B- better than the, than the Cowboys, better than the Eagles, and then you simply just put Carson behind the wheel. Of, of a team that's starving to be better than we're. they had Tyler Henneke was there was their starting quarterback and they and they almost beat us once they were a better team if they had a quarterback they have a quarterback remember now, they got hit with there. COVID they got that's hit with right. COVID too by the way thank you Showtime they got hit with COVID we played that one game they didn't have half the roster and the birds beat them right and then yep. I mean, Heineke played great against Brady a few times, and even in that postseason game, when their defense was playing, they get Chase Young back. I mean, let's go down the line here. Watch this. Let's let let's put rosters next to one another, and let's start this. What team has a better coach, Eagles or Washington? Ron Rivera versus Nick Sirianni. Who would you take? Well, you got to take Ron Rivera, man. Seriously. You take Ron Rivera, you put him, you put him with the Eagles. You know, you got a totally different team. We're learning who we're we're still learning who Nick Sirianni is. You just gotta be realistic with it. He didn't just come in and just become this this savant coach. He still got some learning to do. You have a, a former head coach that's now a head coach who's been there, been behind this, um, been behind the wheel of a, of a team um before. He he's he's literally the better coach, period point blank. You can't say any different. You know, and he's been to a Super Bowl as a coach when he took Carolina there, too. I mean, he knows, and like you said, you know, here's a defensive uh, coach, but it's kind of what we talked about with Belichick. He allows his offensive coaches to coach. All right. Who's got a better defense? There's no question. There's no question. I mean, look at the front. Look at the front four, right? (laughs) I don't want to look at the front four. I know, right. Okay. Eagles (laughs) Eagles have the advantage in the O-line. Yes, yes, they do. They have advantage of the whole line. But you look at this defensive line, you know, they went out and got uh they they, they have Payne, they have Allen, then uh Montez Sweat, a former former first rounder in the combine ran a four three. He's taking his game to another level because he's opposite one of the best players at defensive end and Chase Young. So all right, 
blew us out of water with that. Um, then you look at the linebacking core. It's, it's pretty even then. You have, you know, uh, was it J- uh, Davis? Yeah. Davis moves the middle linebacker. Um, Holcomb's pretty good. And Bostic, I don't know if they're going to sign him back. Let's go to the secondary now. Uh, Landon Collins is safety. Uh, he's better than our safeties, you know, no doubt about it. We have better corners. But other than that, you know, I mean, Kendall Full is all right. He's pretty good. Um, Jackson is okay also. But, I mean, we might have the better corners if we sign back Nelson. But at this point, that defense is undoubtedly way better than the Eagles, way better than the Dallas uh, Cowboys. And they got a better scheme. Yep. They got a better scheme because of the head coach. So, I mean, look, you can have the same talented players in the same grade for defense, but what's your scheme? What are your players and how do they play in that scheme? You know what I'm saying? I can have really great players, but if I have a Tampa 2 or I have a cover 3 defense, I mean, Barrett, sometimes those pieces just don't fit in the hole, yep. and Ron knows what he's doing. How about running backs? I think – I like the – uh, Washington running back. I think he's a very talented football player. Yeah, and, you know, Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Pretty good, you know, former receiver. Gets gets to the NFL. They move him to running back, you know, because, um, I mean, he played receiver only because he couldn't get any burn at the running back position. You know, at, at, at the time, um, uh, what's his name? Um, who, who the Eagles have? Uh, uh, what is his name, man? Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell's a starting running back. And Gibson wasn't getting any burn. So then he moves to wide receiver, becomes a great wide receiver. They draft him, bring him into Washington, move him back to running back. He gains a little weight. And now he's running the rock. You know he has hands to catch out the backfield. They have to sign back um, McKissick. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. But that one-two punch is pretty good, man. That's yeah, I mean, okay. Punch. And now we go to – how about this? There's a number one wide receiver in Washington. There ain't one in Philly. Well, you got Terry McLaurin. Former Ohio State guy. We know he can play. Had a lot of injury history last year. But they have to sign back Cam Sims. Cam Sims is, is you know, another one of those Alabama wide receivers. But he just didn't – he stepped into the role of being the lead receiver last year because Terry McLaurin wasn't playing a lot. And he did pretty well. You know, he showed that he can be a pretty good wide receiver. So with Terry McLaurin there, he is a perfect number two. Speed, size, quickness, he's pretty good. Other than that, you know, I think we have the better we have the better wide receivers. You know, even you know, looking at you know how that, that all shakes out, I think we all have right. the better wide receivers. Let me ask you the most important one now: who's got the better quarterback? Now, see, that's that's. I mean, you, you... careful now, care, hey, hey, careful now, Barrett. You're gonna. You, you know, hey. I've been said to I've been said to be a Hurts lover, and I do like Hurts a lot. I like Hurts a lot. You're you know getting calls now, man. You better – hey, they're going to put you on blast here now. Who's yeah, look, Joe Salaquino this, – this is Joe Salaquino calling me right now. He wrote the story on Carson Wentz. He's calling around. I should tell him to come on the show. Uh, sure. Oh, hold on. Let me tell him. Uh, let me tell him. Hold on a second. Hey, look. Okay, so hey. listen, everyone. This is going to be a big deal here now because – Hey, Joe, what's going on, man? You know I'm on the <laughs> hey, show right now. All I'm saying is – and it's so awesome because we stopped the question here of Barrett – Answering the question, who's the better quarterback? You want to come on my show? Yeah, put him on. Wentz or Hurts? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, God, thank you again for well, hey, please give me a call back in about an hour. Week all right? one. Week one, man. Right, yep. Week one.
week yeah, one. Yeah, he's got to go on a meeting. Okay, week one, Link. Week one, Link. It's going to be just like he's today. He's not the better quarterback, Mad Hatter. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> yeah, what's about to light us up unless we get Watson? Okay, Barrett, here's the question again. Who's your boy, man? Who's the who's the best quarterback? Out of the between, two? Out of the two. Right now? You have, and you're talking about just right now. Not 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 this season. Not looking into the future. You fill it in, dude. <laughs> right now, I have to say Carson is the better quarterback. Regardless oh! of Regardless of me, I I have to be honest, you know, in my I evaluation. Agree. In my evaluation, Carson can light it up for three quarters, but then he'll just do two or three boneheaded mistakes that just sets him way back again. He'll be playing like a you know like an MVP type of player, and then he'll just go out there and do something just literally stupid to lose you the game. You know what I'm saying? They're brutal. His, mo- they're he has brutal moments. Yeah, good seasons. They're just yes, Barrett. I don't know if I have ever. You know what? You said something yesterday that I don't know if he's ever going to be able to change. And I wrote this at the top of the page here. Carson Wentz doesn't have a talent problem. No, Carson Wentz has a locker room problem. Yes, he does. Can you fix that? Yes, you can. And and, and, and Is Ron Rivera the right guy to fix that? It's not Ron Rivera. Because it it, 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 it couldn't be Ron Rivera because it was supposed to be his coaching with – uh, with the Colts, they were supposed to fix that. Frank Wright. To, yeah, Frank Wright was supposed to fix that. He was supposed to be the guy that he could, you know, he could talk to and and relate to, which would make him a better player. So he can't, he can't do that. You know what I'm saying? He can't. Carson has to fix it within himself. And like I said, I understand. You know, he's a God fearing man, and he, he's he's led by the Spirit. And but the, in, in order to be led by the Spirit, you have to also understand you can't just you can't make yourself so set apart that you can't relate to the guys you're in the locker room with. Like I said before, you know, Jesus had to go out with all the hookers and, and, and everything else, you know, the, 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 you know, the people that, that, you know, hated Jews, everything. He had to be around them to win them over. He doesn't do that. He can't be around them. He always separates himself and it's never a job that you never should separate yourself from anybody. You know what I'm saying? You should be strong enough, strong willed enough to be able to be around them and show them that you're a part of the team, too. You can't just ostracize him. And I think he has a problem with that. And until he fixes it himself, it's going to be hard for him to relate in that locker room, get guys going and behind him in the locker room. You didn't hear anybody at this point say anything in Carson's defense um, after the season was over. Now, one player stepped up for him. You talk about, you know, a team with the Eagles. If they did this, it was the same thing going on. If they had a relationship with him, they would step up. They would be saying stuff. Zach Ertz, like, didn't, Zach Ertz didn't defend Wentz at the end of the year? No, because Zach Ertz got screwed by him. Because he, and you know, Ertz was like, hey, why don't you go to, to management and tell him, hey, you want me? You want to sign me sign a long-term deal? You know, we're just like peanut butter and jelly. You're my guy. I'm your guy. You know, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, I'm what's, you know, giving you the numbers that you're having. You know, I'm your favorite target. And he refused to do it. So it kind of led to a rocky relationship, which led to him being out of here. And Ertz was the only guy that, you know, really got along with him in that capacity. Hey, hey, Barrett. Hey, hey, Xander, put Washington Wentz up. Put that take Wentz has Rodgers' personality problem without Rodgers' talent. Is that fair? Wow. That's pretty good. That's a great take. That is. Right. That is. I mean, you're talking about a superior talent in Rodgers, but 
he didn't have you know Rogers has Rogers doesn't have a likability, but who who cares that they like him or not when he's you know winging it like forty four touchdowns, four picks. I don't right. care what he is. <laughs> <laughs> right, you won thirty nine games in three years. I don't care if the guy's a jackass. You can be as awkward as you want to be if you're out there <laughs> producing, but when you're not producing, you can't be that guy. You cannot be a pain in everybody's butt if you're not winning games and 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 applying yourself and being a proven leader slash. Um, optimizer of your talent on the field. He doesn't take advantage of the talent he has. It's not a question of he can play this game at a high level. I've seen him play the game at the high level. I've seen him go out there and look just as good as any quarterback in the league. But then he turns around, does some boneheaded stuff that he looks worse than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? He's just he's just an oxymoron, man, the way he approaches the game. You know, And he, and he turns around, he never takes accountability for what he does. Never. He never takes account. It's always somebody else's or it's always we we didn't do it if he messes up. But if we win, yeah, I was able to execute the play. Come on, you, man. You know, you know, you know what, Barrett? I think he looks at the huddle with binoculars. Everything is straight ahead. Whereas the number one thing Tom Brady did when he got to my when he got to Tampa, you know the first thing he did? Jay Bruce Arians told me this. He contacted Jason Light and wanted every single dude, all 90 players' phone numbers, and he called every one of them and said, we have a great opportunity. Whether it was the 90th guy or it was Mike Evans, Brady wanted to know every single guy. And I'll tell you a story, man, because um, the former coach, the former manager um, of, of, of the race who was in Anaheim, oh, God. Just slips my mind. Somebody on the on the, uh, the Anaheim Angels uh, manager told me this a long time ago. If you're going to motivate people, you've got to have a personal relationship with each and every single person in that locker room for you to be able to motivate and not be destructive. Yep. Because you're going to be constructive. Uh, Joe Madden. Joe Madden told me this. He goes, I go, Joe, you, you just motivate these guys like Cliff Floyd and everybody. He goes, you got to have personal relationships. And Brady wants those personal relationships. Aaron Hernandez, Amendola. Doesn't matter if it's Cedric Benson or if it's Rob Gronkowski. See, to me, when you're that guy at that position and you said it yesterday, that quarterback, dude, it's more than stats. You see, when we look at Carson Wentz's stats, you go like this, 3,600 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, 95 quarterback rating. Bro, that's a franchise quarterback's line. Yep. But then there's the intangibles. You watch him in the Titan game. Why would you be in the end zone, get tackled, sacked in the end zone, and like this? Then you take it over to your other hand, and you wing it, and it's a pick six. Right. <laughs> you had 18 minuses in one play, and then you have three more picks. And, dude, this guy's like a roller coaster going downhill when he apps up, man. It is really terrible. That Jags game. You know what his quarterback rating was in that game? A four out of 100. What? A See? four. Dude, it's bad. But then you look at the numbers, and you go like this. You said yesterday, too. Numbers lie. He's nine and eight. He was nine and eight last year in the AFC. If the Colts are in the NFC, they win 12 games. And they don't have to worry about that. But 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 
I think, man, he needs to look at more people in the huddle to help. It's okay to ask your guys for help in the huddle. Brady left New England, Barrett, because he wasn't getting enough help. He couldn't do it himself. He knew he that they didn't that, have though. anything in the cabinet left. So he goes to Tampa, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gorkowski, the running game, the old line, which was underrated at the time, the coach, Bruce Arians, which is a good coach. You, 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 you got Byron Leftwich. You've got Todd Bowles on the other side, all former guys who played or head coaches. Brady knows all that. Carson just looks around the room, and I don't think he sees the guys in the room for who they are. They're all pros, Barrett. They're all pro guys. Let them do their gig. And to me, he needs this guy needs to smoke a joint and relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I mean, this. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He. It's almost he looks at him an eye of, of, of judging them, and it's not. A, it's not up to you to judge him. You know what I'm saying? I, I I know from just being around, he lost the locker room, and because number one, you have to be accountable for your actions. And he was never accountable for it. Like, I watched a play where people don't understand, like, when you call play action, it's not necessarily to show play action. Sometimes you use it to have solid protection. Solid protection meaning the offensive lines will come off the ball like a run action, so they're going to be more aggressive. But you're going to keep other blockers in, like tight ends and running backs. They're going to help with the protection. So a team will call a solid – I mean, a, a call, a, a play action call – it's just solid protection, just so they have more blockers in. Well, they had everybody in, everybody blocking. Both tight ends were in, running back was in, and it was only a two-man route. And both receivers, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't blitz because they thought they were going to blitz. The offense guessed wrong. The play call was terrible because they didn't blitz. So they had coverage out there, and they didn't bring the blitz. That means they dropped everybody, only rushed four. They did that because they thought they were going to blitz. So he turns out, they snap the ball, and the receivers are triple team and double team. And instead of him just saying, all right, we'll live to fight another day, throwing the ball out of bounds, he tries to scramble out. And as he's scrambling out, uh, one of the tight ends turns around, got it turns around, and they make eye contact. But as they're making eye contact, the linebacker is hitting Carson, fumbles the ball, and this is against Dallas, fumbles the ball, it's Dallas's ball right there on like the 18 yard line. When all he had to do was say, All right, we lost this one. We thought they would have blitzed. They didn't blitz. They dropped in coverage. Nobody's open. I don't need to scramble around to make a play. Let me just throw it out of bounds to live a fight another day. Ends up being a sack fumble and their ball at the 18 yard line going in and they score. That's some of the boneheaded mistakes that I, you know, that, you know, he wants to be a gunslinger. I want to be a gunslinger. I want to, you know, exhaust every play. No, sometimes you just got to say, all right, they won this time. He can't do that. Dude, he's got to he – he has the makeup of being a Troy Aikman kind of guy. But that strip sack thing, <laughs> it's the most infuriating thing that I, I see in his game. Uh, how many right. times do you see a guy coming around the corner now? It's strip sack, boom, fumble, you're on the 20, go in. You end up getting behind the sticks. He gets sacked. All of a sudden, he throws a pick. And that, those games just go downhill, man. But exactly. I watched him against Brady last year. This guy was balling against Brady right. <laughs> and the Bucks, and you're going like this. Look that guy, guy played his ass off right. in that game, man. You're like, he ends up beating four playoff teams last year. Then he shits the – again, the Jaguars, they beat the Bills too. 
Right. I get it. You gotta win that football game. All right. Well, let, let, let's throw this out there. How long do you think it lasts in Washington for Wentz? Well, when they traded him, and what's what's kind of crazy, but when they traded him, they traded two third rounders, and they took on his salary, his full salary, twenty eight. So, and he's got a five million. He out at twenty eight. He's got a five million dollar roster bonus that he's owed. Next week they're gonna pay. Wow. So you know you really want to get this guy out of the locker room if you're gonna take the salary. Usually they'd be like, all right, you got to take some of the salary with. If you're gonna take him, and we're gonna get these draft picks, you got to take some of the salary with him. You know what I'm saying? And first of all, he's a starting quarterback. You only get three first rounders. That's letting you know they were didn't care. They were just trying to get him out of the locker room, bro. They did not want him anymore. $38 million the Philadelphia Eagles had in dead money on the books last year. It was 34. Year it was 34. It was 34. $34 million. And get this, just to get his ass out of the locker room, what does that <laughs> tell you? Dude, $34 million in dead money, you really dislike somebody. That you'll eat that like that. Now, look, Howie, here's another, watch this, man. I know you hate doing this, but here's another merit badge for Howie. Wait a minute. So he got a first rounder, yep. and the Colts sent him to Washington, and it's a two and a couple threes here, dude. <laughs> Howie, another win for you, dude. You get it there, and get this. Now, if you look at Wentz's deal, twenty eight million bucks roster bonus, I get it, but salary wise, twenty eight million. He's underpaid. Yep. You yep. got a deal now because remember what you were saying, twenty nine seven is the floor now and what the market values because that's what salary that's what those franchise tags are they're telling you what the floor is for that respected position o line 16 6 d line 17 17 3 17 2 that for really good starting great productive players in the league that's the benchmark where you are in the floor so 29 7 okay you got a you got a market deal for Carson Wentz who had a Pro Bowl season last year. Yep. He didn't have Pro Bowl moments in all them games. But, dude, 3,600 yards, 20 – I keep going back to that. And I can't believe that the Colts moved off of that guy. Now, are you into Deshaun Watson sweepstakes if you're the Colts? I find it hard to believe they'd keep him in the AFC. Personally, Barrett, I think Seattle's got to be in this thing or they're going to draft, like I'm predicting, they're going to draft a quarterback at nine now with Denver's pick. Um, how does this thing affect the NFC now when it comes to the Eagles? Let's put it on the Eagles here. How does this affect the Eagles now? Do the Eagles sit pat with Wentz, or excuse me, with Hurts because Wentz is now in the division? Um, or do they feel comfortable with what they got? Well, that's the that's, that's the problem right now. Um the 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 Washington Washington wants to get better, so they want to they want to win the division. They now have the opportunity to win the division, and if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And if the Eagles stand you know steadfast in what they're doing, they're not getting better. So, how do you go out there and and, and kind of you know equalize you know the fact that you know all right they went out and got a uh, 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 a quarterback now that you can say is a franchise player. He doesn't always play like that, but there's times he looks like a franchise quarterback. What do you do as a as a as a as a team to to stay ahead of the game and not lose traction in this division? Well, number one, you either got to trade for 
probably the last quarterback that you can get uh, that's that's a guy that could be a difference maker in your organization, and, and that's going to get Watson. You got to exhaust every opportunity in getting Watson in order for you to get better. If you can't do that and they want too much for it, I can understand that. So what do you do now? You now have to go out there and fortify that defense. You must fortify that defense because there's too many weapons in this division for you not to have a good defense. Gannon needs help. He needs a whole lot of help. So if you don't go out there and really draft on the defensive side of the ball, this will be a bad season for the Eagles, period. Dak Prescott without Amari Cooper. Look at the three quarterbacks because Daniel Jones, bro, I'm not I'm not looking at Daniel Jones, man. I, I, I refuse I mean, to. I don't I see Daniel Jones. They're even talking in New York about looking at Mitchell Trubisky because Brian Dable had him up as a backup yep. up in Buffalo. So I'm like, okay. I think that's almost a done deal. Me too, man. I, You know what? Me too. I think that's going to happen. There's going to no way. But I'll say this now, okay? Without Amari Cooper, you got CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Dak Prescott to me, I really like Dak as a leader. I think if you're going to give a blueprint – of how you act as a starting quarterback in the NFL, he is the poster child for that. He's a yep. great example of being um, the face of the Cowboys. He's yep. done everything right. You know what I'm saying, Barrett? I really like the kid and who he is. However, talent-wise, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, 13th yeah. best quarterback? I mean, okay, how? I don't know. I, I, I look at Wentz, and I look at uh, Dak, and I go like this. The one thing Dak has over Wentz, he makes less mistakes. Yes, he does. But right. I don't. I, I think Carson's got a better arm. He's a yep. bigger dude. Yep. Um, the durability issue, though. You know, Wentz. How about this? You could say this about. He was Dak healthy now. all last year, though. How about this? He played all last year, but what? Watch this now. Dak had surgery, missed a year. We're not talking about a guy here now who's not leaving every year. The last two years, he's left having to have the knife go on him. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, I mean. Right. All right, so we're kind of we're kind of in that room with Dak. Okay, two straight years now he's had an injury. Um, Wentz played all the games last year. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think that that's far fetched to say this. It's not that glaring of a lead that Dallas has over Washington when it comes to the quarterback position. Well, I'm tell you this: Dak was great when he had an offense that really helped and 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 and. And, and kind of made his skill set shine. When you had an offensive line like they were playing then, Tyron Smith, uh, Connor Williams, you had Zach Martin, uh, Lyle Collins. Those guys up front made him a really, really good player because you could run the ball and set up play action. And when you had Zeke playing the way he was Zeke um, was playing when he first got in the league, coming downhill, always falling forward. He was guaranteed to give you a buck 20 every single time he stepped on the field. He's not like that anymore. So now Dak had to change his skill set up, had to change his the way a type of quarterback he was and be a drop back passer. He's not a drop back passer. He needs that play action in order for him to be successful. You got to take, you know, take take all the, you know, take those variables away. When you don't have a Michael Gallup anymore, you don't have Amari Cooper anymore. You do have C.D. Lamb. You might have Cedric Wilson. Tends on if he goes out and free agency and gets him a deal. That's a lot of guys that are going to be out of that offense. In an, inconsistent, in an inconsistent running game. Right. So you had three top-tier 
wide receivers out there that you could go to. Three. You had CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper. That's, man, that's an embarrassment of riches. Then you have Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, and by the way, Tony Pollard played like he was a starter. Oh, yeah. And that great offensive line, and you had Schultz kind of show his head as being one of those better tight ends in the league. You could play and be a great quarterback with those. Now, you put um, put Dak and in, in, in around the weapons that, that, that Carson had and, and that Jalen Hurst had. I can almost guarantee you, you won't see the same Dak. No way. If you, you will right, not see if it. you changed, if you changed teams and you put Hurts. Jalen on that, I, I don't. I, I wonder how that would look because Jalen can't wonder? find the open guy. Well, then you wouldn't have to find out because everybody be running wide open like they were um, when um, when Dak had all those Agreed. guys playing playing um, together. You don't have to read then. You just throw the ball. Now you see, Dak had to read the defense this year. And he was an average quarterback because he had to read the defense. Not every quarterback that you see is reading a defense. Not all of them can do it. Just like everybody says, all right, you see how good A-Rod is. Rodgers does not read defenses. Rodgers reads his, 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 um, his players. He reads how open they are. He sees those open windows. He That's doesn't throw to spots. Break. No. He throws it to guys. Now, Brady does. Bring yes. the throw to a spot because he sees yes. who's going to vacate, who they're going to come. That's why you saw when they, in early in the game against the Eagles, he was like he was he was throwing to spots and those guys weren't there because they weren't running full speed. It's a difference in how you look at teams and how because you because Aaron has more arm talent. Yes, exactly. There it is, right there. He will go to the player knowing that the player is going to work with him. He's not reading the defense. He's not looking at all they're in cover two. He doesn't give a damn about cover two. He knows that his guy is going to get open at this point because he's seen him run those routes and he believes in his arm and he believes in his player. It's a total difference. That's the same way Dak Prescott reads the game. He knows guys are going to be running wide open because the offensive line are, are, are blocking and everybody's looking for them to run the ball. So they're going to be there's going to be wide open places in that zone or whatever you have because you have to respect the run game. You make that defense play both the run and the pass, it gives you a leg up on that defense. So that's why he was so good. When he had to go out and read defense, he wasn't doing too good either. Let me throw this at you here. So what if Ron Rivera in the offseason goes out and gets Bobby Wagner, Demarcus Lawrence, and Iles Kyle Hamilton to the defense too? I mean, got you got to look at this now, okay? So you got your quarterback situation taken care of, okay? Now you get another edge rusher on the other. Because look, one thing we've learned, you put another edge rusher next to a great pass rusher like they had Von Miller or Mar um, or Ingram in Kansas City. Yep, yep. You put another guy on the outside of Chase Young, and you put an experienced linebacker in the middle with Bobby Wagner, and you you draft this kid on a rookie contract, Kyle Hamilton. Man, I'll tell you what. With the weakness of the NFC this year, Washington, again, here's the issue. I If I'm Ron Rivera, this is how I coach Carson. Dude, we can't have turnovers. Yep, Carson, <laughs> that's it. We that's can't it. have – but Carson comes back and goes, hey, I only I trust seven. my guys. I only had seven. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and I go, there's your problem right there. Yep. Just say yes. Right. <laughs> Just say yes. Right. That's what it is. You know, he doesn't know how to do that. There's he will no not debate. Take accountability. No. He, he there's no debate here. Nope. This has been your issue playing hero ball. Yep, exactly. Okay? This is your issue here. 
protect the football. Carson, I'm not looking for the spectacular play. I'm looking for staying away from the dumb play. Your dumb plays have cost you time at two places, Philly and Indy. Yep. You've got you he needs hard coaching. I don't know if he can receive hard coaching. I, I doubt seriously. You've got to look at him and say, dude, here I'm do you know you know it's funny, Barrett, I'll tell you something. And my my coach said this to me before. You know, I'm I'm sitting in the locker room and I I, I was a man, I'll tell you what, I was a handful. Jimmy posted that too on my Twitter two days ago. Cilio was a handful. And I and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why I didn't start right away, too. Yeah, man. I, I hey, yeah, man. I'm the top guy here. I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm me. I, I, I. Right. I go into a game. I, I'll tackle the guy. I'll play the guy. I go and finally go to Jimmy. I go. Why are you not starting me? I'm playing eighty percent of the plays. I'm out playing the guy. He goes. How many eyes did you just say there? When you freaking get it, <laughs> you'll get it. So the next day in the media, when a guy asked me a question, yeah, I'm just part of be. Uh, proud to be part of a, a, you know, a team, and you know, I'm part to be a small pebble in the sand here. I didn't. Jimmy goes, now we're getting it here. I started. I never looked back. He right, goes, right. Now we're getting it. And I'm in. I'm, I'll never forget. He's he's in practice, and I'm like, he's getting on my shit about something. I finally go like this. Fuck, man. Why are you always hollering at me? Jimmy Johnson looked at me and went, "You may tell you something, Dan. You should worry when I'm not hollering at you." Yep. Exactly, because they 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 have they have an expectation on you, you know. Coach, my coach used to ride me all the time, especially my college coach Schneider. He used to ride me all the time because he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know what I'm saying? I was too young, dumb, and and doing the wrong things. You know, I was I was a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get in like trouble, trouble, but I knew and I was confident in what I could do on the field which, you know, made me a little hard-headed a lot of the times, you know, because I would take a break when I'm not supposed to be taking a break just because <laughs> I felt as though I deserved a break. You know, stuff like that, you know, you just can't do. Were you I, a good teammate early? Uh. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, hey. <laughs> no, I, I, I admit that. I, like, I was friendly with everybody. I got along with everybody. I'm still the same I guy. But was I a good teammate? Probably not because if I didn't feel like running – Running, homie, I didn't run. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, coach, my ass was acting up. I ain't running. So I didn't work as hard as everybody because it came too easy to me. You know what I'm Everything was just too easy to me. When I was in high school, when I got to college, it was even easier in college. You know, it, you know, I was, you know, I I was just one of those guys that, you know, all right, I would just work hard enough until it clicked. Everything that I do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And from that point on, I was cool. But before that, man, I'm like, man, I, I ain't running a day, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not running a day. And I was setting a bad example for the rest of my teammates. Instead, you know, so until Snyder, you know, came around, we used to call him Snyder. Snyder. Here comes Snyder. He come over and he, he would, oh, man, he would dig into me some tough. He would call my mom, tell my mom on me and everything, bro. Everything. Hey, Brooksy, you need me, need me to call Phyllis? I'll call Phyllis now. <laughs> By first name, not Miss Brooks. Phyllis, I'm going to call Phyllis now. Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Get that driftwood going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she get that driftwood. Let's take a timeout. I want to rank the top 10 teams. Hold on. Hey, here, look at this. Dan was a handful. Dude, man, I do you know how many times he called my grandpa? Oh, and my grandpa would do this. Kick his ass. <laughs> Kick his ass. 
Don't tell him he's good. Don't ever tell him that. I mean, kick his ass. Jimmy would just, man, he'd come up to me, man, and he'd go like this. I'd go, so I had 14 tackles in a game, and you gave me an 87. Butch Davis, I go, you two gave me an 87? I fucking killed Florida. I, I, I. You know that makes me throw up in my mouth. <laughs> hey, let me, hey, let's take a time. I want to rank the top 10 NFC teams, okay? You ready? Right. Yep. Think about it here, all right? Hey, Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, the middle back at three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. The middle, Barrett Santelio. Hey, you in the barn? Done at Wells Fargo tonight? I think I'm going, man. All signs are pointing towards me going. I don't have a ticket. I'll just I'll just walk into work and just, you know, go into the suite, man. But I might be there. I think Xander's going. Is, is he going? Yeah, I think Xander's going to this thing tonight, too. Right, hey, right. Wait a minute now. Are you going to watch the Sixers? Or are you going to watch how people are going to treat Ben Simmons tonight? Well, you see, do you see everything that's, um, they're talking about? About him, um, 
using this as a, as, 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 as a part of his case because um, he's been mentally dragging, dragged through the mud by the fans. So he wants all his $20 million back. You saw that? That's what he's using. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, no, no. He's, this is, he wants that, he wants that dough. And by the way, Xander is going. He wants that money. So what he's doing is he's sitting out making a business decision right now. Mm-hmm. Instead of helping his nets, okay, instead of helping the nets and Kyrie and KD, they they stick their neck out too because you know they had to talk to KD about this. We're going to bring Simmons in here, and he's going to help us more defensively because one thing is for sure, you put a defender like him out there, and you put him in the, you put him in that lineup, that helps the Nets. And I'm thinking to myself, so he's building a case against the Sixers so he could get his money. By the way, you think they should do a tribute video to him? They were talking about it. They were talking about it. And um, should they? And and the consensus is, you know, through all the radio stations, is no, hell no, because he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't leave on good terms. You know what I'm saying? Everybody hated him. Who leaves Philly on good terms, dude? You're right. You're right. You're right. But they asked uh, they, they asked Doc, and Doc was like, well, I mean, they should. He did a lot of good things here. Him just being, you know, uh, you know, the, the leader of the team and, you know, want to talk good things about, you know, what he did. Plus, he's trying to keep himself from getting uh, – being a part of that case also. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they might, they still might do it. They still might do it. Man, I would, I, I would boo that for no way, man. No way. He shit on the fans, blame the fans for all of his BS. And that, and he, and he, 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 the fans love Ben. They loved it. They took everything to Ben. I mean, Ben would never, he's one of those other guys that doesn't, you know, take accountability for their actions. He's another guy that's, is, is never them. Unless it's something good, you gotta take the good with the bad. You know, he's like, "Well, they didn't like me. Like they, I, they wanted me to shoot more. I just didn't." I'm like, "No, bro, you just didn't work on your game hard enough. You didn't take and try to get the best player you could be." You know what I mean? Hey, he who, who do, do they hate more, Wentz or Ben Simmons? Mm, mm. Well, you know, it's, it's a football town, man. It's the Eagles. Yeah, it's got to be Wentz. So it's I think be they Wentz, will be. He was the second. Then again, man, Ben Simmons, man. He, he rubbed everybody the wrong pick. way, though. I mean, everybody wanted uh, Simmons out. There wasn't, a, there wasn't one person probably no. in Philly that wanted him to stay. I think everybody wanted him out of there. So, I, I mean. Oh, man. I, hey, so hey, look, look, look at what the Philly faithful gets now the next, like, two years or three <laughs> years. You get to shit all over Carson Wentz twice a year. You got Wentz week now. And when Simmons rolls into Wells Fargo, you get a chance to beat on that guy. <laughs> hey, man, this is the Philly fans at their best. I, mean, I can hear him now. Overrated. Oh my! Hey, dude, great. That shows. <laughs> hey, you know what? I you know what you know what? Too bad. I learned this. I used to think that Philadelphia sports fans were the most arrogant and uneducated people on the planet. But I've come to in a year realize they're the most educated. Yes. And then they all of a sudden go like this. If I'm vesting my time and my money and my effort to go to Wells Fargo, go watch the Flyers, go watch the Phillies, watch the Eagles. 
you better give me Jason Kelsey effort. Yes, yes, yes. And if you don't, you're going to get a wrath that you've never seen before. See, in Los Angeles, and even to some extent New York, you know, unless you're a Yankee fan, because here's Yankee fan. I've been a Yankee fan my whole life, okay, just so you know, and I'm not, I have no qualms in saying that. I hate the freaking Red Sox. But here's, Yan- here's stupid-ass, <laughs> dumb-ass Yankee fan. Watch this. Yankees just won the World Series. I'll tell you what, if Girardi don't get that team back next year in the goddamn finals, man, I'm going to tell you flat out, that guy needs to get his ass out of here. We just won the World Series. We just won this. I don't care. This is Yankee baseball. We don't hang American League pennants. We hang World Series. And you're like, guy, it's so obnoxious. Right. It's complete. And I get it. It's so obnoxious. So, I mean, but that's kind of, in a way, what Eagle fan is, too, man. I mean, look, they invest their time in it. You know what? You know what time, money. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going in. It's a lot to go to a game, bro. People, people. People feel as though they 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 I mean they, and they do they pay your salary, and there's these you can't just tell fans here something, and not think they're gonna go back they're not gonna go back and research it. Like I mean I I could pro- I could pro- I would guesstimate that probably eighty percent of the revenue the NFL.com gets from watching their uh, all twenty two and being able to you know watch the games over with. I, I, I can almost guarantee that the Eagles have the biggest fan base of people ordering that package so they can go back and watch the All-22. Oh, yeah. And really see what's going on. The Red Zone I can almost channel. guarantee Yeah. I can yeah. almost guarantee it because if you say something, like we're talking now, don't think that the stream won't come back and, and, and hold you accountable two or three weeks later. Barrett, I thought you, I thought you said this. Or I, I looked at it not to see what you were talking about. I've had to go on a show and 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 send a rebuttal against somebody who thought they knew what they were talking about until I showed them. I had to really show them what I was talking about. And they were, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't see that way. Yeah, exactly. But that's just how how these fans are. They, they I mean, they're they they're accountable for for being able to talk football, not just at the water cooler, but talk football on radio shows. Um, on 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 uh, any you know stream you want to talk about, they will sit back and they will watch the film themselves to see if you're telling the truth. There's no question about it. And by the way, I got to apologize to my aunt because I said GD, so I apologize. It's Lent and all that, yeah. and she gives me a bunch of BS because you've influenced the whole thing here now, <laughs> where you're like on your best behavior. I don't know why all of a sudden, but you you've now made me look like a heel. So I apologize, Aunt Betty, that I use GD. <laughs> During Lent here, so I just throw that out there too. All right, let's I tell you what, Barrett, when it comes to the NFC teams, I I without a doubt here, I had a tough time filling this thing out. But you tell me if you agree or you don't agree here. And I put this so I gotta start at one here. NFC teams. I got Rams number one. Yes. You good with that? Yes, I'm good with that. I got Packers number two. Yep. Now this is Jimmy Garoppolo Niners. Three. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would have to say, yeah, I'm good with that also. Four. Today, March 18th, it may change because of the players you and I have been talking about that could be jettisoned. I got the Cowboys. Mm. It's with me. It's kind of up in the air between the Cowboys and the Cardinals. 
Cardinals. So I would probably I would probably replace the Cowboys and put the Cardinals there. So then you would put Cowboys five. Cowboys would be five, yes. Cowboys five, Cardinals four. Okay. I had Cowboys four. You probably I I probably had Cardinals too low because I had them seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm probably too low there. You're right. So they're either four or five. Um, I got I got Washington at six. You have to put them up there now. You have to put them. You, I, I, I would have to put them there because their defense makes me put them there. They they command me to be there. The commanders command me to be that their team is going to be a lot better now that they have a quarterback with that defense paired with that defense. I would have to put them at six. So Rams, Packers, Niners, Cards, Cowboys, Washington, Commanders, six, yep. Eagles, seven. Eagles, seven. After that. Atlanta, uh, eight. Mm, yeah. It, it, look, at, look, look, look at the standings and look at the rest of the teams to fill out the NFC. You would have to go Atlanta, eight. Who would you um, put nine? I can't think. Nine and ten, who would you put as the top ten teams? It, it it has to be it has to be um Minnesota either Minnesota um yeah because I I, I can't put the Panthers up there it no. had to be Minnesota it had Minnesota? To be Minnesota yep Minnesota who's the tenth team Saints it, you know, between the Saints and the Seahawks neither one of them have With a Geno Smith right. That tells you all you need to know right now about the NFC. If we're sitting here putting those crappy teams at the bottom here, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Seattle as the 10th team, yes, you're talking about a division right now that is very winnable by all these teams. The Rams are the second most affected team by the salary cap. The Packers have to get under the cap. The Cowboys are going to be different. We'll revisit this after the um, the 18th, but this just shows you here that Washington, Philadelphia may be the two best situations right now because they're not in salary cap hell. They've got draft choices. Obviously, the Eagles have more draft choices, but the issues are still the question marks at quarterback. One thing about these top five teams, there's no quarterback issue. Mm-hmm. Rams have it figured out. The Packers have it figured out for at least the next four years. The Niners, there is an issue there, I would say, because I, I, would say I don't believe issue. they're moving off of Garoppolo. Me neither. Me neither. Why? Why? Why do it? I mean, why? this guy, you know, he has a he has a rookie deal, and Garoppolo played better than him. He's not necessarily better than him right now. So you have to keep him right there, man. You have to keep him. He you can't make you can't allow him to leave. What's what's wrong with having a quarterback sit back and learn another year. When you have a quarterback right now, you still got to pay a salary. Why not keep Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm, I'm, not? I'm not. I'm not moving off that guy, especially with a twenty-eight million dollar tag on him. I'm not moving off him. So we both agree. Then I want to get it on on the record here. We both agree. Wentz has been an upgrade for Washington. Yes. Wentz is the better quarterback over Jalen. Yes. And Washington is the sixth best team in the NFC right now because of this move. Right, right. Now, I'm looking at the stream. 
Philip Davis. Would you make a move for DK Metcalf? Here's the one thing I hate about him. He's great in a straight line. Yeah, but route running is not his Route his running is not his forte. Yep. yep. And if, hey, straight line, Jalen needs people to get open. Yeah. And a DK Metcalf, to me, is not a proficient route runner. Like, yep. he would never be somebody Tom Brady would want on his team because he's not an effective route runner. And when you're a great route runner, everything opens up. I mean, look, would Separation. you say, Barrett, that 90% of the quarterbacks throw the spots? Yep. Man, very few people are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Those two guys throw to – they throw to dudes. Yeah, you, you, they can throw people open. More times than That's not. That's a great they, comment. They can throw people open. That's exactly what those Hurts two can – Hurts can't really – Hurts can never do that. He'll never be like, – like, like, watch. Troy Aikman couldn't throw guys open. Right. Troy Aikman was a spot thrower. Yep. And Irvin was a possession wideout, and they had the other kid, Harper, that was the speed guy going down the sidelines. That's yep. what that offense was. And you had a tight end that was effective for Troy on third and short. They weren't a proficient team throwing the ball, but what they were proficient at throwing the ball was third down. They yep. were always because of Emmett, right, Barrett? Third and short. Third and All two. All the time. All the time. They were never know. third and ten. Those are the teams that get their asses kicked. So and that and that's what makes that's what makes the Eagles so inefficient because their lack of production on first down. If they get if when they, when it became efficient is when Howard came in on first and second down, and now they're dealing with third and three, third and two, as opposed to third and ten, third and twelve, the way they started out at the beginning of the year. If you can come proficient at going out and and having some having at least a little bit of success on first down, it gives you a great opportunity to keep the chains moving. But a lot of the times during that five-game losing streak, well, four-game losing streak, they were not good on first down. They were the worst on first down. Now, when you talk about quarterbacks, talking about throwing guys open, I mean, A-Rod is one of the best. That's why you see so many back shoulder throws and, and his ability in, to, to, to run routes and um, what's his name's ability to run routes and get open. You're right. DK Metcalf is not that guy. He, he's not going to, you know, his body is not one of those bodies they can use to turn around and make those back shoulder exceptional catches. Absolutely that body control not. is not there. You know he's what I'm saying? Not, he's not like a Jefferson. He's not like an OBJ. He's yeah. not like that. Now, Amari Cooper like is, though. Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper is. You know, now, they got Amari here, Cooper. Here's the one thing, though, with Cooper. Of all the Alabama wide receivers, I've never seen a guy disappear in ball games more, like, late in games. And, like, dude, he's like Casper the Ghost. Well, this year Sometimes he he's yeah. there. Sometimes he's not there. All of a sudden, he has a problem going into the Eagle game. You're like this. You're like, man, I pay you $20 million a year. And when I see Amari Cooper, I see a good football player, but I'm like this. I mean, this guy was like Amari. Amari Cooper was like Devontae Smith before Devontae Smith when he was right. at Alabama. You know, right. I had to actually look it up. He played at Alabama, and I went like this. <laughs> I had forgotten that, that he had played at Bama. He was so wide open, but of all the Bama wideouts, man, this guy runs to the bench a lot. Yep, yep. I don't know, man. Depending if the price is right, agree? Yeah, it, it, the price would definitely have to be right, and it had to be one of those. Um, it had one of those prove it type of deals, and 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 the Eagles incentive are, are, deal. 
Uh, Eagles are great at doing that, you know. And if you do go out there and ball for them, Hyde Roseman does not have a problem with with, with giving you the money, man. If you go out there, prove bonus, those if you get a hundred catches, some something like that, you put it in the room. Hey, absolutely. I'm gonna throw this at you here about Wentz. This may be the greatest thing ever happened to him. You have to look at, if I'm Wentz, look at it like this. What, what's the biggest public perception about me right now is that I'm soft. Yep. I'm not a good team leader. Guys in the locker room don't like me. I go to Washington because, let me tell you. He's, two, the, he's the anti-Hurts. <laughs> hey, how about this? Yes, exactly. How about this? You know a lot of Eagle fans are going to be rolling up the Landover. Oh, there's no question about that. And they always know, do. There'll yeah. be home games. Yeah, yeah. Back and forth. If you can weather the heat you're going to take, because you're going to get, hey, this is personal. With the Eagle fans, this oh, is no personal. It's per- you know how you know how they act in Philly? Sports is personal, dude. Well, okay? I'll say this, though. I'll say this. This is personal. I'll say this. That's when Carson plays his best, though. When he takes stuff personal. Okay. This is where I'm going with it. Right. Maybe this here, Barrett. How about this? Maybe this is the number one thing he needs. Right. Maybe this guy needs to grow up. Yep. Take it personal. You know what I'm saying? Put it put it like, all right, you know, play, play because you're pissed off that they treated you this way and you're gonna come in and and into my house and talk crazy to me. I just became the superintendent of this house. This is my house now. You know, don't come into my, my stadium saying anything to me. You know what I'm saying? This is my house. And if he can go out there and execute, he could be a great quarterback, man. But does he have that in him? Does does that does that does that killer instinct? Because I don't think he has a killer instinct. I don't think he does. I think he relies too much on always trying to play hero ball. You can't do that. Sometimes you got to live to fight another day. And that was the hardest thing for Brett Favre to learn is to live to fight another day. You know, it's funny you say that. You know, I, my wife and I, my wife, my wife has to temper me because she asked me one thing, and I got, I'm going to whisper here a little bit. She goes like this. She goes, your daughter, my daughter has every freaking intangible to be one of the greatest rugby players on the planet. Right. My daughter refuses to do this. I said, Danielle, when you see the great teams, don't say this. Wow, it's BYU. Go like this. Fuck yeah, it's BYU. I want to play that team <laughs> right. every day. And when I'm lining up against them, I'm going to put pocket knives in my pocket, sledgehammers. <laughs> I don't give a shit what it is. I'm going to go in there, and I'll, if I have to kill somebody, I'm going to kill them. And my, my daughter goes, Dad, I, I don't play like that. I go, well, you need to. I go, those are euphemisms, Didi. That's yeah, what not, they are. I don't go, mean it, but you, know. <laughs> you don't really literally. It's not literal. It's like you've got to have a murderer's mentality when you play a physical sport where you're hitting people, tackling people, and people don't get that. You know, I did a rant a couple years back. Get a pocket knife, cut that guy, kick him in the ball. I'm doing all that shit. And Barrett, I was like, they're euphemisms, man. They're like, don't take it literal, but of course the media, because you know why? That's the reason why there's more people in the stands than there are on the field. Is because they don't get that, okay? Right. I mean, they don't get that understanding that, hey man, you got to go in there like you're gonna pull some dude's throat out of his, out of his neck, man. You 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 got to go in there 
knowing that this is life and death, man. How about this? You got to be willing to go to hell with your teammates. Well, and that's the biggest thing right there because with me, when I used to go on the field, I used to think like, man, he's trying to take money or food out of my kid's mouth. <laughs> you are not taking anything from my kid. You know, so I played like this dude, man, he is really trying to take away from my f- bro. It'd be times, man, I get myself so hyped up, man. Yeah. And I have to calm down, bro. Yeah. I have to calm down sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so ready to just explode on somebody and I got geeked up so much that I had to calm myself down. You know, because I mean, look at the competitive nature, like like a guy like Michael Jordan. He took things over the limit. You know, yeah, what I'm he saying? fought his teammates over the limit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he punched Steve Kerr in the face. Jerome <laughs> used to do this. Hey, you see what that guy just said about you, man? He said he could eat a bowl of soup off your head. I'd be like, this your mother, what'd you say? You say, he goes, man, I didn't say nothing. I said, you said what, man? I'm going to kick your ass from here to the other end zone, dog. And Jerome's sitting there laughing. This guy, man, this guy's crazy, man. He goes, oh, I know that, man. I mean, I'm like, who are you talking, dog? They used to think we were stupid, crazy, man. <laughs> and, hey, you, you know what I'm saying. All right. A lot more to hit on with this, man. So, Barrett Brooks has now put it down. Wentz has improved the, the, the commanders. Woo! Commander Wentz. Commander Wentz. Hour number two. Back in three. Keep it here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka so good it just disappears imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life that's what happened to union construction worker mike little i was scared of what the end was going to be but be 100 percent honest with you i knew i was going to be all right just by talking with brian in my heart i just knew everything was going to be all right call the firm and find out why they say we got this call 215-458-2222 Field of Life. First Trust Bank is there for you. 
Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Back on the middle, Barrett Brooks, Dan Scalio. Commander Wentz. (laughs) Man. How do you think – hey, let's – how do you think the Eagle organization's handling him back in the NFC East? Um, I, I I don't think they're necessarily worried about it. Um, I, how I about the what, public perception though? If he beats Hurts, well, that's that's going to be huge. But I think they're more so worried about. Um, I, I think you know how is kind of proud that his his quarterback that he drafted and he maneuvered to get this quarterback, and then released him, but he still sees him going out there. And um and 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 being worth more than what everybody thought he was going to be worth, you know, I mean he's like, yeah, that was you know it's a quarterback factory, and he was a part of my quarterback factory. I was a part of getting him on the scene, and I I executed all those trades to get him, and he's still relevant at this point. I think oh, he's completely relevant. Like that. That's a great point because you know why? If the Colts give up a first rounder, and the Washington Commanders are willing to pay thirty-four million dollars a year for the guy, right? That's relevant. That's so well he, relevant. He's very relevant, you know. So it, it kind of makes him look good because that was one of his guys he brought into the league. What if he beats him though? See, there lies the problem. You know, if he beats him, it really you know makes him look really bad. Then, I mean, really bad. What you if know what Wentz I mean? comes in and wins the division, bro? That'd be the worst thing ever. Could that the cost fam- Howie his job? I know it would cost it would cost Hertz his job. Would it cost Sirianni his job? It wouldn't cost him his job, no. But it would definitely cost Hertz his job because they made a decision to go with Hertz instead of going with him. I got a great topic for you here, and I'm gonna use the Aaron Rodgers four years number, okay? Because in our in our world, that's forever, right? Right. That's that's an eternity. Four years. Right. Four years. Who wins more games in the NFC East? As an overall record, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? I, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 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 Hurts. I think he has his ceiling is is he's just scratched the surface on how good of a player he can be. Now I'm looking future. I'm talking about we're talking about right now. Carson is the better next quarterback. four years, but the who, next who four years, I think Hurts will be the better quarterback. I, I, I truly believe in Hurts. I really do. I truly believe in Hurts. See, Barrett, I don't think he has an upside. I'm going to tell you why. That style of play doesn't have upside. Well, that's what, the, and, and that's, what, that's what you're not realizing. The style of play that he's using right now is not the style of play that he's going to be using Oh, so next you year think he or two years from being now. Donovan McNabb? I, yeah, yes, I do. Okay. In fact, I made an early – I made an early uh, prediction that I see his ceiling being as high as fives because I see the same – I see better attributes in how he approaches the game than five did. Now, five was more talented as far as throwing the ball. He had a better arm. Yes, he had a better arm. Wentz but it's not necessarily better. Well, yes, he does, when he can use it. I mean, he has, a pro, he has a strong arm, but he has a problem with, you know, like his little short pass and dump pass are, are atrocious, horrible. He could throw a good long ball, but he could not throw the intermediate passes, those short passes. No he touch. would overthrow check downs all day long. No touch. 
You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Zero but Hurts, Hurts can. Hurts can throw the intermediate. And all he throws a pretty good deep ball also. I don't think we scratched the surface on who he is because he just learned how to run the office that Nick Sirianni put in place for him. It wasn't until after the eighth game that they really realized how to play and use the players that they have in that locker room. They never, I mean, they're just learning what the offense is, and that's another thing. Nick Sirianni just learned what it is to be a head coach. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's 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 been fully indoctrinated on what it is to be a head coach yet. He's still learning on the way. Both sides were learning on the way. They were learning on the fly. So I think they're only going to get better. And yes, defensive coordinators now see what it is that they can do to stop you, but it's up to it's up to, to the head coach to now go out and find more new innovative ways to make his players better and put a better scheme in for them. How about this, Barrett? Um, let, let me go back in Wentz's time with, with the Eagles here. When's the last time the Philadelphia Eagles had a 1,000-yard receiver? And I'm not talking Zach Hurts. 14? Aguilar? Does that sound right? I don't think Aguilar had a 1,000 yards, did he? Um, this is the last I mean, it's, I- it's help, stream, help us out here. I mean – When's the last time the Eagles had a thousand yard receiver? Hmm. Was it the kid from um, um, Purdue? Macklin? Yeah. No, not Melton. No, Macklin's the last one. He was the last one to have a thousand yard. That's he's from Mizzou. Yeah. Jeremy Macklin was a thousand yard receiver. I think he was, was the it, last 14? one. Fourteen. I think it was fourteen. Fourteen. To To did it. That's right. To did. It. I'm Macklin's talking during the time when Wentz was here. No, they didn't have one. Okay, Matt. So. Okay, Macklin. So is it? So I, I don't know. Stop me if I said this yesterday to you. So Wentz throws for four thousand yards in one year and didn't have a thousand yard receiver, and he didn't have a receiver over five hundred yards in reception yards. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. End, I've never heard that stat before. Well, his tight end had like fifteen hundred or something like that. But he but had like would, five guys. He never ha- he didn't have a wide receiver in the building. Right. Who's the best wide receiver Wentz played with in Philly? Alshon. I hate that guy. <laughs> what? I, I I I I think he's a locker room politician. Well, yeah, I mean that that he is. Okay, you know? dude, you're paid to go catch the football. You're not paid to be. A politician. You're not paid to be Joe Biden, bro. You call a locker room, a locker room yeah, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Need, I don't need you praying to the Nick Foles and creating a divide in the locker room too, and all. I and I'm not blaming him all for that. I'm blaming the. I'm blaming the quarterback too, for that whole thing too. But I mean, dude, I, I just go do your job. And I always thought that him and Jackson were paper mache. I mean, them dudes were always hurt. They had a bitch. Some of them had Midol cases. They had the cramps. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, man, how many times did Alshon Jeffrey have the cramps? Oh, he's missing it. Why? Oh, you know, he's not feeling good. It's this time of the month. <laughs> and I'm going like, come on, man. You got to be tougher than that, dog. And I've never heard of a stat where a guy. So his Alshon Jeffries is his best receiver. Michael Pittman was his best receiver. In Indy, and then there were a bunch of nobodies again. Yep. Okay. I mean, this guy's never, he's got a guy now in Washington. This is going to be interesting. And 
I think Wentz wins more games because in, in, the problem that I have, though, with Washington is this. How stable is the organization going to be? How stable is Ron Rivera's job with an owner who's just so unpredictable? It bugs me, the owner. I don't like unpredictable owners because you get knee-jerk reactions all the time, Barrett. You know, hey, we need to cut money. All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. you start cutting good players for no reason because the owner doesn't like it, and he doesn't like you looking them in the face when you're walking down the hall. That's the kind of rumors you get when you work inside the Washington uh, commander's uh, offices is that Daniel Snyder thinks he's like Moses in the room. So there's a problem there. As long as Ron Rivera's in that room there, man, I feel pretty comfortable that you're probably going to see the best Carson Wentz you possibly could see. Because, again, this is it, dude. You, yeah, you got this is worth three strikes, man. Yep, three strikes, you're out. He, three he's strikes come here. With it. How do you think this affects Jalen now, knowing that he has to play this guy twice? I think he's going to go in with the mindset, I know I got to beat this guy. If I'm going to ever have uh, uh, my shot of being the quarterback of Philadelphia this time going forward, it's a must that I beat those guys there. You know, it's a must. There's, there, there's certain teams you just have to and, – and if he looks on the other side of the sideline and he sees a guy that he played behind and didn't really get an opportunity to play until the last um, of the year, he felt as though he was better than him. This is his chance to show. I see. I told you so that I was better than you. I should have been playing in front of you all along. So this is gonna be a chip on 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 um on his shoulder. It's definitely gonna be a chip on the shoulder. He's marking. He's gonna mark down the dates when he plays the Commanders. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna definitely have a dartboard set up with Carson's picture there. Even so though he be, won't play, it's gonna be like Auburn for him. Oh yeah, no question. No question about that. Hey, Duck asked a good question here. And, and and Barrett, you covered him 10 times more than I did. You think he can change? Yes. Yes. He has to be able to change. Everybody should everybody changes. No, man. no, no. That's a different, that's a different take. He has to change and he can change. He, he has to change. I get it. Willie. Well, Willie, Willie change. Just being honest with you. Sure, he has to I see say the no. writing I, on the wall. But no, but see, the reason I say no is because he's not accountable for, for his own actions. It's everybody else's fault. So why would he want to change when he doesn't feel as though anything's wrong with them? Longevity of your career. Well, he doesn't care about that. When you Hoss, make, if you, if you if make a 28 million right now, bro. Face, and I'm not ducking. That's on me. <laughs> ah, da, da. Okay. Dan, look at this though. He's you're talking about a guy as a simple guy that only wants to go hunting. That's all he cares about is going hunting. You think he's gonna be able to spend $28 million? No. He wants to just go out and hunt, take his daughters out hunting. That's all he wants to do. Build log cabins. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's, it's different. I, bro, I was I was in North Dakota. Bro, there's nothing in North Dakota. I remember. I did a game there, man. Met. I'm like, yo, what the hell am hey, I doing when here? When I first met you, man, I go like this. I watched that game you called, and I went, uh, hey, man, should I say this to him, man? I go, <laughs> man, there can't be too many brothers up in that neck of the woods. Bro, none. <laughs> none. <laughs> they they used to the say that team. about Green Bay all the time, man. Reggie came back and told people, he goes, damn, man. Even the help is white up here, man. 
<laughs> when I played in Green Bay, I mean, not that I was, you know, I'm six foot five, 320 pounds, and I'm walking through Green Bay in a mall or something. That I mean, of course, you know, I stick out like a sore thumb. But because it, you're it, tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't just because of that. You know, oh, you know, he played. You know, he wouldn't be here if he wasn't playing, playing something. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, Green Bay. Brothers just don't like cold weather, bro. That's what it's, that's that's what it is, bro. You know, it's 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 cold. I mean, it's 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 so cold in in North Dakota that as soon as I got off the plane, I wanted to get back on the plane and go. I didn't even want to go out to get my rental car. I had to I had to walk like fifty yards to my rental car, bro. I was ready to go back home. I was like, you know what? ESPN just doesn't need me today. Don't it snow in St. Louis, <laughs> bro? But yeah, it snows, but it's not. It was deathly cold, bro. Definitely. Yeah. It was like it was so cold, man. And, you know, like literally, if, if 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 a tear dropped from your eye, it would freeze on your cheek. Is it Minnesota it Green Bay cold? Well, it's a different type of cold in, in Minnesota because Minnesota's it it was so cold there at the Super Bowl that we had to walk from we had to walk from one side of the stadium to the other side of the stadium to eat lunch. Bro, I was hungry on Super Bowl day, dog. I was <laughs> flat out hungry. I was not going out there. I did not eat lunch. Not an order into the room, right? <laughs> bro, if it didn't come to me, I was not eating it, bro. It was so bad that Ray Ray Diddy, he was the same way. We did not go eat lunch because you had to walk outside and walk to the other side of the stadium. It was so cold that I couldn't do it. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm just going to be hungry, man. In fact, they had some, they had bags of chips and pretzels. I ate bags of chips and pretzels and Gatorade for, for lunch. That's how cold it was. I was not leaving there, bro, unless I had to go home. Let me tell you, man, so... I played with a bunch of my teammates from Florida, never left the state. Right. <laughs> never left the state. So we go up to Cincinnati and it's late in the year and it's freaking freezing. Man, these guys get off this thing, man. We're like this, man. It's snowing and raining sideways and shit. And I'm, I'm from Connecticut. So I kind of, you know, but when you live in South Florida, it thins your blood. Man, <laughs> I, I, some of these guys were like this, man. Michael Irvin goes, man, I ain't ever seen fucking snow before in my life. What is this shit, man? Holy shit. <laughs> man, these brothers were so cold, man. We jumped on them 38 nothing, man. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, man. These guys are going like, shit, man, we got three more freaking quarters to go, man. <laughs> and everybody was just talking, wearing jackets and shit like this, triple thing. I, I had never seen anything like it in my life, man. They were so Freaking cold. If you're from Florida, dude, you go to the cold like that, your blood thins, man. You get up there. My first time going to Green Bay, too, and then getting off the plane in Minnesota, Barrett, I get off the bed <laughs> December, November. I'm like, I had never been that cold in my life. I, 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 I had never in my life. And they played indoors at the old Hubert Humphrey Dome. Wow. Right? And it was so freaking cold, man. I just, but you know what? Uh, you know what? And people don't understand this. When I played with Green Bay – Everybody thinks, you know, it's a decided advantage for, for Green Bay. Yes, it's a decided, uh, decided advantage, but you just understand, as soon as you walk outside, if there's one raindrop or if there's one single little snowflake falling down, you go to the indoor. Oh, we're in the indoor. Indoor. It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't even be snowing, but, you know, Brett Favre would see one snowfall, no s- snowflake going down. We're like, oh, we got to be in the indoor. We go to the indoor. So I'm thinking, you know, me, I'm just leaving Detroit, where it's freezing there too, though, but I'm leaving Detroit. We're outside practicing a foot and a half of snow. You can't see the lines. Guys jumping offside. Worst practice I've ever been a part of in my life. And must have been I'm, Bobby Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and that's the, that's the day that Bobby Ross, you know what I'm saying? Oh, did was, his face plant? Yeah, did, did his face plant. <laughs> so then, you know, I go up there, I go up there, and I play in the Green Bay. Bro, it could be sprinkling. I mean, it could be a light drizzle. Oh, we in the indoor. We they play that practicing outside, bro. You would think they're a cold weather team, bro. If it if it even looked like it was gonna snow or if it was gonna rain, we'd be in that indoor, man. They didn't play with the elements out there, man. He let let, let that coldness stay where it's cold. We'll come out and play when we have to play. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference between, you know, teams that don't play in Green Bay and teams that, you know, and, and, and a team like Green Bay. They never wanted to be outside. They understood it was cold, but they knew it was a decided advantage when we had other teams come in here. You know, Belichick doesn't do inside facilities. He don't see. That's what I'm saying right there. They man. play outdoors, and I think that's always been a factor why they're almost unbeatable in December. With that weather, yep. Because they they practice in that weather. They don't go inside. That was one of my favorite places to play, man, was at Lambeau Field because my uncle played there too back in oh, the day yeah, with Lombardi yeah. and those guys. Did you you must have enjoyed playing at Lambeau too? You know, I did, man. You know, being in a locker room, just being around the uh, yeah. the whole I mean, you could you could feel it, man. Like you almost feel the, the the you know the the older players, you know, when they're around and you know, just you just feel the ambiance of being in Green Bay. Like the locker room was a big football, you know what I'm saying? Big yeah, football. It, was that like the only place you felt that really with the history of the joint? Well, Pittsburgh has his own. Oh yeah, you know Pittsburgh has his own um, way, and Philly has his. Like Philly, Philly was just like you know one of those teams where we we had the side advantage just because we were like the ghetto team, like you the team nobody wanted to mess with. You know the, we wanted to fight. You know it was it was that type of it was and that. The Eagles type of are era. so fancy. Yeah, yeah. So you know we everybody hated you. You know that's 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 the type of you know that's what I got from Philly. Um, when I went to uh, play with the Green Bay Packers, it was a it was a friendly, um, your home type of you know atmosphere. You know you, they love it because they own the team. The people around the stadium own the team, so it was different. When I was with the Steelers, it was just out and out, flat out Steelers country everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's a Steeler bar. Everywhere you go, there's a Steeler fan. Who is more passionate like- about their team, Steeler fans or Eagle fans? It depends on what passion you're talking about. Like Philly fans will love you and also love to hate you. They're like your brother. Your brother will beat you up, but nobody else could beat you up. Just us. You know what I'm saying? Just it us. Like we, an Italian household to me. Right. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I'm the only one that can talk about people. You know what I'm saying? I'm the only one. So what is this, Barrett? What's the run-in? I mean, oh. you had a media run-in, or did you have a run-in with Wentz? No, I, I just, you know, just being around and having, you know, I, I never got to interview Wentz. Never got to interview him. And I was always around him. And when I was around him, he would always put his head down and keep walking the other way. Like, he never wanted to look me in the eye or look me, you know, face-to-face. Never. Why? I, I don't know. I don't. You I never said him? anything. I, 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 I didn't even say anything bad about him. You know what I'm saying? I never said anything bad about him. He just he just would avoid me at all costs. He did a good job of it because during that four year time, I never got an interview. So wait, interview everybody like, else. Did it rub you the wrong way? Uh, of course. You're the quarterback of the team. That's I'm trying, so I'm that trying to do my job. A bit about his character that he couldn't look you in the grill. No, he never did, man. Wouldn't say hello, anything. I remember I was trying to do a story on him and this little guy, man. He was like, you know. Um, I, I try to get him looking. He said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing interviews right now. 
you know, and I'm, I'm sitting right in front of him. I'm not doing interviews. Dude, I never would ever in a million years ever tell an NFL guy, I'll tell a media guy this, get the fuck out of here. Right. Okay. I'm never going to tell, you know, I'll tell you real quick. And it goes into this. So, you know, Michael Carter, the nose guard that played for the, um, uh, for the 49ers, won a gold, won a silver medal and won three Super Bowls. Right. You know, mm-hmm. his daughter won the gold medal in Rio as a shot put too. Michelle. Oh, get out of here. No, I didn't know Yeah. That. She won the gold medal. Right. I called Michael Carter up and asked him if it was okay. If I reached out to his daughter, to have her on my show because she won the gold medal. Michael and I are friends. I had so much respect for Michael Carter. I said, Mike, I don't want you to think anything. I'm going to call your daughter because I'd like to get him. I'd like to get her on the show and congratulate her on winning the Olympic gold medal shot put. Here's her number, man. Have at it. All good. I have so much respect for him. Man, I never, no way. No, and, and if a guy didn't like me to play in the NFL, you know what I would say? I wouldn't say anything. I would just blow it off, and it's all good. Right. I'm not going to talk because everybody's at each, everybody's an own, their own individual. And so when some dickhead like that said – th- that rubs me the wrong way about Wentz right now too. That's just another facet about his lack of what I started the show off here with us. When I said this, this guy's got a locker room problem. He's got a personality deficiency problem. You know what he's not? He's not very friendly. Well, see, I, I'm not, I wouldn't hide up for the You've got to be at that position. When you're making $34 million and you're the face of a franchise, Barrett, it's more than – you're not a wide receiver, dude. You're not an offensive tackle. You're the quarterback of the Philadelphia Colts-Washington team. You can't be – when Barrett Brooks walks around and he's a 12-year veteran and he's – Who got drafted by the Eagles. This is a locker room I helped build. Blood, sweat, and tears here. That's absurd to act like that. But see, I didn't have I didn't have enough juice. I wasn't high up on the to- a totem pole. Your you know, juice was being an eagle. To I'm not talking. Wait a minute, Barrett. I'm not talking about the stupid people here. Here's me and you talking here. I'm not talking about the stupid people around the world. I'm talking about NFL brotherhood guys. Exactly. Don't do that, man. Exactly. You can't Maybe. do that, man. Equity, you have equity. Up. Well, here's my equity. If I were you, dude, if I played 12 years like you did, that number 12 would be around my neck. You would <laughs> I'd be going like, I mean, are you kidding me? That's your equity and your asset is that you played that long. I don't give a shit what you dissect it as. You have a 10 plus year. People don't realize how much it takes to play one game in that league. Well, bro. It, it, I remember one time um, it was his younger it was his younger um, guard, um, and I said, "Hey man, let me uh, let me interview you real fast." He looked at him and said, "Oh no, that's all right." I'm like, oh, "Oh, bro, let me interview." And as I'm saying it, Jason Peters was walking by. Jason Peters grabbed, "Man, what is wrong with you?" And Brooksy came around the corner too, "Bruh, get over there and do that interview." You know what I'm saying? You know, both of them like, "Hey, get over there," because oh my fault, man. I didn't know who you were, man. I said, "Man, it's cool, man. It's cool, man." But you know. They if if I can go up and, and, and interview any of those guys, dude, you're not even on the team yet. You better let me sit down and talk to you, bro. He wasn't even on the team yet. This is during mini camps. You're not even on the team. You you, you trying to big time me? Come on, bro. Do people in Philly still like Carson? Is there half the fan base that still does? There, there are some Carson loyalists that feel as though he got a raw deal with, um the head coach, and then when they let the head coach go, 
and he wanted, you know, that they didn't give him a fair shake here. And he never got a fair shake because they let Foles come in and win the Super Bowl and he wasn't part of it. You know, like that was the biggest thing. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Foles won the Super Bowl, which kind of, you know, put things ever since that point, things just went downhill for him, downhill, you know, because he could never live up to that unless he wins the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? In Philly, he could never win. He could never get up to that. Um, it'll always be Nick Foles' team. Nick Foles could do anything here in Philadelphia, anything. He could rob a bank and then just get the money to him. That's how big Nick Foles is still here. If Doug Peterson's the head coach of the Eagles, still is Wentz here? No. No. They didn't get along. At they, the end? At the end, they, they they didn't get along a lot of the time. Because uh, Wentz, you know, he feels as though he knew so more Reich, than So Frank Reich was the, the buffer inter- in yeah. between it all. Yeah. He was the mediator. He was the mediator. And- Which is surprising because – now he's left Frank. Oh no, Frank somewhere is, else. I text Frank last night. He, you know what he? I, I I talked to Frank last night. You know what he said? What's that? It was a collective group decision, which makes me think Jim Mersey had such an ass at the end of the year, with how that team ended. <laughs> yeah, how that whole thing ended. That Ursay was from the very beginning. How I know Frank? I know Frank thirty six years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to tell you how I read that. Frank goes, it was a collective decision because Frank is a pretty definitive guy. Hey, I just couldn't have that. <laughs> I personally think Frank went like this. Chris Ballard, the GM and the owner. And I think Frank had realized that he didn't have the juice in the room because you know why? The GM and the head and the head guy, Jim Irsay, believed they had a team that could have did some damage in the postseason. They could have. I agree. Good defense. I agree with you. That was at least a first-round win team Yep. going into the postseason. And those two guys had such an ass that Ballard was in the middle, but Frank couldn't stick his neck out anymore, or Frank would get fired. He'd be like Doug Peterson yep. sticking his neck out for his coaches. So to me, in the end, Frank had to stand on a landmine and say, okay, or guess what? Frank's out. Because to me, we now agree, Frank Reich is on the hot seat now in Indianapolis, even though Frank's done a nice job there. Yep. That's just not good enough. Now, they they would rather have a lesser guy in the building and build around the running game and what they're doing. Dude, they had the best O-line in football last year, ranked by uh, Pro Football Focus. Oh, they no, had the best in the back at 1,800 yards. Yeah. No question. I mean, Frank Reich is on the firing block right now. He's got to win this year, and I, I and I don't know how you win with a let with with what Teddy Bridgewater, Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. Do you really think that the Texans are going to keep Deshaun Watson in the AFC? I don't know about that. Are you trading for Garoppolo? Well, you see that text I sent you, man. Yeah, about you know Pittsburgh being a likely suitor for Deshaun Watson. And we talked about it, you know, and I didn't think he really would fit that organization. But when you're trying to win, man, and, and it's a proud city, man, they want to win. The Steel City is a proud city, and they're used to winning. Take that baggage, though. If they, You know, Jerome Bettis, didn't he have some issues, too, when he came from Los Angeles 
to Pittsburgh. I thought there was some issues, but nothing like this. I mean, I can't think of any. Well, then again, Ben. Yeah, he went ben early in also. his career had that whole confrontation with that woman in the uh, Atlanta in the right? bathroom. Yeah, right. Yep. And they suspended his ass for that, didn't they? Yep. Yep. Four games. And I mean, it, it was more than that, too. It was other stuff that was done also, you know, that got swept under the rug. But, you know, they, they don't play that ever, man. And then they will get you out of there real quick if you're not, you know, living up to the, the Steeler name. You know, like, I mean, they, they jettisoned some really good wide receivers because they got too big for the for, for Steeler Nation. You know, like Holmes was let go, A.B., uh, 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 what's his name? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Plexico Burris. Yep. What's almost a big time names, man? Yeah. It, Chase here got hurt. Yeah, you know they so, lost I mean, a lot of dudes. Mike Mike Tomlin still never had a losing season. Nope. Um, as a head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Hey, I, I I've got some edge rushers that are potential free agents. I want you to take a look at these guys and tell me what you think of these dudes here. Moron Commander Wentz. And what he's done now for Washington Commanders, man. Holy cow. The team to beat. Am I trolling? I'm sorry. All right. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio. By the way, on the afternoon show, National Football Show, your boy Seth Joyner's joining me. Seth, Seth. Yep. I'll make sure I say hi to him. That's right. That's my man. dude, man. Dude, my man. Dude. That guy reminds me of hardware. Hardy Nickerson. <laughs> he does. He reminds me of Hardy Nickerson. I tell you what, my I tell you, man, when I I got in trouble from Hardy Nickerson, man. Got in big trouble from him, man. Made me be quiet, bro. That's really? the first game. It's the first game I ever played. My first real NFL game, not preseason. My first NFL game was against Tampa Bay back in 95. And I can remember being on the field. And I'm having a pretty good game, man. I'm I'm hollering I'm, and I'm cussing. And uh Hard Nickerson comes with, hey, 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 rookie, shut up. Call that cussing out. <clears throat> I said, what? And I started cussing at him. Hey, what I just and as I'm saying it. Here comes Guy Mack and Riley McKenzie. Boy, keep on talking. Shut up and get back to the huddle. I'm like, okay. Ran back to the huddle. I said, man, you better stop talking to people like that. Went out there again. Hardy Nixon ran straight through me. He put his helmet <laughs> right here in my chest. <laughs> it was a pass play. He ran straight through my chest, hit me in the chest, knocked me over. I said, be quiet from that point on. I just played the game. Hey, man. Didn't he say anything? That dude was a leader, man, of men. He was strong, too. He ate, man. He did not take any shit. There was an emblem in the locker room, a Buccaneer emblem, like this thing here, right? And so a couple of the rookie guys come walking through and step over it and step right on it. Hardy goes, you mother... I told you, respect the room. I'm like... I, I put my head down, man. I go, I don't want that lesson being taught to me, man. Because when he spoke, man, he was just one of them dudes, man. I'll tell you, another guy was like that. You played with him, Jerry Ball. Jerry was Jerry. one of the one of the funniest, friendliest guys yep. you could ever be around, and I love him. And Ray Crockett, I may have told you this, but Ray Crockett. They're both, my fr- they're both of my frat brothers, too. And, and, and get this, so he has this like Confederate flag bandana on, and hey, and he goes and looks over at Ray Crockett sitting in his locker. He's sitting next to me and Spindler and Dan Owens, and I look over. Oh, before at he says, him. before you go, before you go on, Spindler had the worst body ever, ever in a football uniform. Oh, let me tell you a story. So you know what he did? My wife loved this story. So check this out. He finished third in Pennsylvania. And in wrestling. And so I said this. There was, remember that lion emblem that used to be in the middle of the locker room there, right? Yeah. So Spindler goes like this. Man, I hear you're a good wrestler. And I go, finished third in the AAUs. And so he goes like this. He goes, I finished third in Pennsylvania. And I went, well, I bet you were a wonderful wrestler in Pennsylvania. And he goes, well, let's do it right here. Everybody's in there. I go, now listen here. I'll wrestle you. But I'm going to pin you in five seconds inside of that logo. But I don't want you to get up. And I don't want you to have a fight because I don't want to fight after this, after I slam you and pin you. <laughs> and everyone's in the room going, wait, so I'm calling my, I go, because I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm pretty good, man. I was like, I lost, my last two matches I lost at the AAU. I was undefeated, man, my whole time, right? I get up there, these two dudes from the Marines, for the Marines. They, they fucking beat me 2 nothing, 3 nothing. I was like, I, I got pinned twice. I had never lost ever in my life. And I looked over and I go, guy goes, that guy's 28 years old, man. He's going to the Olympics. And the other guy's a runner-up in the Olympics in your weight class. 
And I'm going like, shit, I had no idea who they were. I thought I was just going to go up there and win the AAUs. So I finished third. That's that's really good in the in, in America, right? So right, right. I go to Spindler. I go, listen, here, Chris Spielman's spitting right next to me. I get this guy within five seconds. Bang! Pick him up, slam him right in the emblem. Nobody could believe I did that. He jumped up. I go, I told you now, no fighting. So he became my roommate during training camp, and he would wrestle me every day. My wife would call me. My wife could tell you this. Are you wrestling Spinner? He goes, yeah, he's trying to pin me. And Chris Spielman would come in. I'm putting DMSO on him. I'm, I'm putting that old DMSO on him, you know, and all that crap. And he, we're sitting – the three of us were, like, just absolute ridiculous human we beings. Call, we, call, we call Spin puke body. Dude, he was t- – <laughs> And he, hey, he's really a great guy, though. So we're in the locker room there, and Jerry Ball goes, man, you know I'm from Texas. You know I'm from Texas. Why you wear that thing, man? You know that. Oh, so Jerry gets up, and he goes, take that thing off your head right now, man. Ray Crockett goes, I'm not taking anything off, man. I'm going like, man, I'll tell you, this ain't going to be good, man. Sure enough, man, these two guys, Lomas had to get in the middle of this whole thing. And the locker room, man, is a different thing. And this is what I'm talking about. You know what? You People may hear this story and go, well, man, that's a really shitty thing. No, it's a gathering thing. It's, it's brothers, a thing man. where we all come together, you know, yeah. and nothing's off limits in a locker room. And if you got a quarterback sitting over in a corner worrying about what shotgun, what browning shotgun he's going to buy, and <laughs> he ain't worried about his boys. And by the way, is it true he bought shotguns for his whole line? Shotguns, he bought them four-wheelers, the hunting four-wheelers. <laughs> Are you all right? With, see, you'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with that, yeah. I, I, I'm always all right with the freebies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always all right with that. You'd be all right with that, right? I, I, see, I'd be all right with the card, too. Uh, see, the gun, I've always said this, man. I mean, I mean, I used to own a whole bunch of them. I'm just not very safe with them. Just mm-hmm. not, But I think everybody should own a gun. If you want to own one, I don't care, man. It's your right to own a gun, but I'm not going to tell you either way. Guns don't kill, man. People kill. Yep. Absolutely. Ridiculous human beings kill. All right. I got a couple guys here for you. Which one of these dudes do you think best fits Philly? Chandler Jones? Jason Pierre Paul? Calais Campbell? Jadavian Clowney? These guys are the free agents. Now, there'll be more added to the list because of cuts, like Demarcus Lawrence potentially being on this list as well. But these are the top-rated free agent edge rushers right now. Which one of these guys? Mm. That's tough, man. Because I, you know, I really like I, I really like um, Jason Pierre-Paul. JPP would fit this system perfect because he's big, he's long. He's still explosive. Still got a little tread left on his tires, but he only got three or four. Yeah, he got. <laughs> is that too soon? You're wrong for that, bro. You're wrong for that, is, bro. Hey, is that too soon? <laughs> <laughs> but I still think out of those guys, I think he probably be have the most. He probably has the most wear left on his tire tires to be able to play run and pass. Um, Chandler Jones, I think, is a little too small to play to run in the in our division um you know it'd be hard for him to hold up against you know those big guys but he could definitely rush the pass and i think he's the jpp's probably the most complete out of those guys 
Clayus Campbell is huge. You but can play him inside. You can play him outside. But I don't know how much he has left in him, man. How old is Jason Pierre-Paul? Do we know? Uh, let me check and see. Because, I mean, he's probably the younger of all these dudes, I would think. Right? He, he, he would probably be the – I mean, you know, he came out of USF, and I think he only had like seven starts when he was at South Florida. And I was like, damn, man, I remember the Giants took his ass real high. He's 33. He's 33, 33 years of age. Yeah. Now, would Howie ever do this? Draft an edge rusher and sign an edge rusher? Yeah. It'd be smart to. I mean, I, I would love that because you still need – we don't know where uh, BG is going to be. We don't know what port, how good, you know, Brandon Graham is going to come back from this injury. I think he how still has he? a lot left. How good is he? Bro, he's – He's phenomenal in the aspect. He never gives up. He's one of those guys, a max effort guy. And he's one of those guys that's almost there. He's just now starting to finish the last four or five years, finish and start getting the sacks. But he's like an OC home in Europe. There. Yeah. He's almost there all the time. And he, 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 you know, continually gets pressure on the quarterback. If he has somebody opposite him that could rush the passer, he's really good then, man. Really good then. See, like you said, that the biggest need – get away from the quarterback for a minute. The biggest need on this team, there's two really glaring. A top-flight wideout yep. and an edge rusher. Yep. Chandler Jones I mean, is 32. He's 32? Yep. Okay. 32, Jason Pierre, Paul. Plus, he's been on championship teams. Von Miller is also 32. Ooh, really? Yep. I thought Vaughn was 35. No, he's only 32. I how think Calais Campbell's 36. Yeah, let me see how old Campbell is. Chandler Jones might be young. Chandler was first. I, I've always said this, Barrett, that Chandler, I think that was one of Belichick's major mistakes by letting him go to Arizona because, I mean, this third guy turned out to be yes. a sack machine. I mean, yes. he's over 100 sacks. Yep. I mean, this guy's had a hell of a career, man. He's like, you know, he didn't want to pay him. He didn't want to pay him. No, he doesn't want to pay those guys. He never wants to pay a guy that's, you know, that up on the deal, you know, give him the major money. Wow. What's Chandler Jones' age? Chandler Jones is um, 32. And then uh, Clayus Campbell's 35. Well, I didn't know he was six foot. I knew he was six foot something. He's he's six foot eight, 300 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he was a better pro than college. I, I thought he – maybe it was the crappy coaching that he was getting at Miami at the time because we had some such a really poor coaches. And I always thought, you know, I remember going down there one year and Calais goes, hey, man, I wore, you know, you know, 93 and this and that in the NFL. And I'm like, hey, I appreciate that. It's all good and this and that. I go, let me tell you something, man. I thought you really didn't have a great Miami career. And he goes, Dan, you know, they just moved me around from 34 to 43 every year. I was better in a um I was better in a 34 defense out wide like that. And they just really didn't have a solidified defense. They were constantly moving them around. And I'm a big fan. I, I'm not a fan of this, Barrett. Like when you're gonna have rotations in college, you better have guys that are as productive as the yep. guy you're putting in there. Some of these colleges, like my Miami school, you know what they would do? They believed in rotating, but then you would have a cliff fall off. <laughs> right. <laughs> my the talent would go down. Yeah. 
Yeah, my backups were Cortez Kennedy and Russell Maryland. What's not going to be? Yeah, there's not going to be drop offs. Right, like right. That. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, oh no, Jerome and I, our backups were Jimmy Jones, played a long time in the NFL. Yep. Um, uh, Cortez Kennedy and Russell Maryland. These guys were all both our of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I First played against dudes. Best in the business. Yeah. <laughs> so you, oh man, you know, I played against uh, Cortez when he was with Seattle. And Russell, when he was Sweetest dude on the planet, Cortez. What, what, he was what? Wow. <laughs> Man, his mom, his his, his mom it, would come to, on a recruiting trip. Me and Jerome took him around. And so his mom goes like this. Nothing nothing crazy with my boy. <laughs> well, what would give you that impression? I hear about you guys. I'd be like, what do you mean? I look over at Jimmy. No, no, no. Yeah. This guy didn't want to go out. He wanted to go to strawberries. He didn't want to do any of that stuff. He didn't want. He just wanted to go out to dinner, check out the campus, go to a movie. Jerome goes like this, man. A, you got a this real guy. You leaving me with this man here. I'm not. I'm sitting there watching Howdy Doody with this guy. You crazy man. I mean, he was like that, man. I mean, we went out to dinner. We took him out. We went to a movie because he wanted to go to a movie. I was like, a movie. Don't you want to go to a couple bars and the you know the rat skeller and then he, no, no 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 my mom would kill me. <laughs> he brought his mom down on the recruiting trip. Wow, where is he from? I think he's from Texas, Texas wow. or Arkansas, like that. And he come, I mean, he is country. He come down, man, and he's like, yeah, man. So we tried taking him to overtime, Liberty City, me, Luther Campbell. No, no, no. I heard. I was like, what? No, Luther's good people, man. He goes, Luther's good people, man. He's he, Luther's still my friend. We're very tight. We talk all the time. And I love Luther Campbell. I go on his podcast all the time. Bro. And he, he, like, he was tight with Tupac. And so the, he, Russell and all these guys were trying to tell him, nah, man, Luther's good. Luther's good. Plus, Luther dropped you a couple dimes in here. <laughs> right, right, right. I heard. I mean, Luther, oh, Luther, man. Well, Luther Shilio. had um, he, uh, we, we had Christy. We had Chris T. Jones, you know, he's from um, receiver from Miami. And um, they came up, you know what I'm saying? They brought all their girls up, man. And I, it's my rookie year. And when I say I saw stuff I shouldn't have saw, I saw stuff I shouldn't have saw, man. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. And he gave, they gave us a private show that the, the you know, and I'm like, yo, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe stuff like that happened, bro. I mean, I'm like, what is going on here? You know what I'm saying? No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. My, my aunt's watching right now. Nope, nope. I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Not me, man. I, I, I just, I went to train table, went to study hall, and, you know, right. I, did, <laughs> I just did that. What about Bobby Wagner to the Eagles? That would be amazing. He still has that juice, man. Bobby Wagner, man, like I said, impact tackles. Bobby Wagner can play the run. He can play the pass. Um, you can sol- he can solidify that defense. Now you don't have to be as as uh, cautious in how you defense good quarterbacks because now you have a guy in the middle that can cover and 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 make some things happen with tight ends and running backs. And oh, by the way, you got to know where he is. You got to make sure that you account for him in in the number count when you're an offensive line. It makes things totally different on how you defend um, offenses when you have a guy that they have to realize where you are and account for you in this number count. Because if you're just a guy like these guys been been just a guy, but except for T.J. Edwards start to show a little bit, if you're just a guy, they don't even really. All right, just all right. 
they'll they'll just go like our fifty-three is the mic. But when you got a guy like Bobby Wagner, hey, hey, Wagner, Wagner, he's the mic. When they call you by name, that's when you know you made like <laughs> Lewis, Lewis, you're the mic. Lewis, you know, Lewis is the mic. If you just got a guy there, all right, fifty-two is the mic, fifty-two is the mic. But when it's Ray Lewis there, you're saying Ray Lewis. Or when you see Bob, Bobby Wagner's the mic. Wagner's the mic. You know, it changes how you call the defense. You know, so you can't just say, uh, all right, we got 51. No, no, you got to understand. We got that man over there. You see him? We got him. Make sure you see where he's going. You put that emphasis on where he is and account for him in your scheme because he could wreak havoc if you let him. If he sees something, he reads something. You know, it's the same thing, you know, when playing against uh, the Patriots back in the day. You see uh, you, you see uh, Harrison rolling around the line of scrimmage? Oh, we got to count for him. Put him in the number count. He's in the number count. All right, now he's the mic. We're going to go over. We're going to let uh, Teddy Bruschi go. Bruschi was the mic. We're going to switch it. He's going to be out of here. We got to make sure we know where he's coming from. So we'd have to pick him up instead of picking Bruschi up. You, just, you know, certain guys command that you know where they're at and account for them in a number count so you can even get your offense going. Man, that must have been so hard when you were in Pittsburgh. That series between the Ravens and the Steelers, and you had Ed Reed, and you had – you. I mean, you had Hall of Fame guys on that team as well. I mean, all those Hall of Famers that were in that rivalry. Oh, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, just the just defense alone, uh, Peter Bowyer. McCrary, Starks was a, a DB there. Woodson played there. Um, Ray Lewis. I mean, you. They, Did they you were, play when Dion was there? Dion was there. Yes, Dion. It was crazy how many people that they, that they had on their defense. You had the big hair guy in the backfield in the Steelers too. Oh, we Troy Palomalu. Yeah, Palomalu. You know, we had Troy. We had you know Joey, Joey Porter. Porter, Casey Hampton, Clark Hagens, uh, Harrison. Arnold Harris. Times um, Ward him, on the offensive side. Yeah. We used to call Harris, we called him Silverback, like a Silverback Gorilla. He was a, he was only like six foot tall, man, but he was so strong. And the way he turned the corner with his ankle bend, you were bending over so far. And by the time you go around, he's already around you, man. He was no doubt one of the best pass rushers I played against. He said that. I didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, no, no, no. I got suspended one time because I said three monkeys one time, and it was mis. I misspoke, and people thought I was talking. I called my daughter monkey. <laughs> I called my daughter little monkey, man. And my daughter, my wife goes, "You're gonna get in trouble for that because people in the public don't realize that." And I go, <laughs> "I don't ever." And, and I'm going like, they, "They're not gonna." And I got fired for it. Well, hey, I, 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 I said it, Silverback. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Harrison, <laughs> hey. he called, we called him Silverback. He, he Hey, I'll, I'll give you one here. We used to have a kid on our team. This guy was so black, Jerome would go, come on, Greg, got to pick it up a little bit. <laughs> I go, what's Greg? <laughs> look at his ass. He got that Terry Cloth pair of shorts on, and look how great this dude is. And by the way, you're ashy too, homie. And I'm going like this. What the hell are you talking about? What are you doing, man? Don't do that in public, man. And Jerome was like, he called him Gray all the time. He goes, come on, Gray. <laughs> Bro, and, but you, you're talking about a guy, and I mean, what made him great, because he had a chip on his shoulder, too, because he had been cut by so many teams. And he knew he was a better player than what he was. He just didn't take it serious. Once he realized it, it was so bad that they wouldn't let him go against the starters. Marvin, uh, Marvell Smith, he was a starting left tackle. 
they would not let him go against Marvell Smith because he's number one. Marvell Smith had uh, a neck injury, so he couldn't really bang heads. And when you play against him, you're going to bang heads with him. So every time we're doing one-on-ones, I would have to go against him. And he'd be like, bro, big bro, but hey, hey, come on, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. I need some reps, man. So I had to go against him. He said, man, you're the only one to be giving me work, man. You're the only one to make me work. And we would do one-on-ones, dog. And we we go through a we go through a town like during practice, we'll do three one-on-ones in a row so we can get our work in, man. But he was good, 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 bro. Good. I love he was that, so man. strong, man. Hey, did you hear the latest drama going on in Dallas? No, what is what's this? What's this now? Oh, wait. How would you like that? I know every man's nightmare. Um, I would like to inform you that Jerry Jones is my daddy. What? <laughs> got no. A lawsuit, got a lawsuit yesterday for some woman going like this. Jerry Jones is my father. Him and my wife or him and my mom had a affair in the 90s and I'm his daughter. She works <laughs> like she works like in like um I think a political office now. Lawsuit. So that's just more yeah, Google this thing, man. Jerry Jones now has an illegitimate daughter. Only and Jerry. The question will be, will the media hammer him the same way they hammered Cam Newton? Right, right, right. See, okay. that's the big thing right there. Okay, I mean, and nobody hammered Tom Brady. But nope. Tom had it out of wedlock daughter, right? Look, Jerry Jones' daughter, oh. allegations. Wow. Wow. Hey, hey, you're my, are you my dad? <laughs> look, look, Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones alleges Dallas Cowboys owner paid her mother to conceal that he was her biological father. Wow. And she's hey, 25 years old. Hey, wait a minute. You have to understand something here. There's a $6 billion team. Right. <laughs> Give me some of we're that. Not, hey, I, we're I not that. talking about like, hey, you know, you're my dad and all this. And I work here over at whatever. This is a guy that has a six billion dollar net worth, maybe more. Yes. And you're you're 25 years old and you're going around going, he's my father, and I would like to take a DNA test. She's saying I'll do it. Jerry's like, no, that's we're not going. <laughs> oh, he, he, he paid her. He paid her three hundred seventy five thousand dollars in exchange for confidentiality. Oh. That, hey, wait a minute. Whoa. I just said six billion. <laughs> right. That's nothing. Hey, 300 grand? That's well, they, a fifth rounder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that was 20, well, 25 years ago. So that was 25 years ago that happened. She just come out now she's 25 years old? I think she wants the practice facility, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, $375,000. I'm sorry, man. Guess what? Inflation. That's Joe right. Biden. She's <laughs> he's an A to, she's an A for a US rep, Ronnie Jackson. Oh, wow. Wow. There's a political hey, there's a political antenna to this. So my point is more drama in Dallas, cutting of players. Here's why the Dallas Cowboys once again trip over themselves. You know, yep. Bob Kraft had issues, but Bob Kraft never got in front of any football decisions unless yes. it had to be dealt with like spy gate the flake gate any of that stuff he didn't get in the middle of personnel decisions he maybe the garoppolo and brady deal he did yep that's the only one but hey you know he, he's down there he's down there in miami man you guys are miami man i don't know about you guys down in miami i i, 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 I don't know anything about massage places or anything like that 
By the way, all I know is this. If Deshaun Watson wants to come to Philadelphia, I'm going to start a GoFundMe that will have all massages in the city of Philadelphia free of charge to Deshaun Watson <laughs> if he wants to be a starting quarterback for the Eagles. We're throwing that out. We'll start to GoFundMe. Hey, Deshaun, we have all, all massage and all massage tables. As far as I'm concerned, we'll all send them to your house. No problem. <laughs> Even the one with the hole in the middle where you can put your face. I don't know what that means. All I know, I see the table. Too soon, Dad. Too soon. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, don't forget, Seth Joyner joining me later on in the afternoon show. Always fun time with you, Barrett. It is always great, brother. Till tomorrow, see you on the flip side. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.